God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. The best way to get the manifested presence of God is to lift your hands and to open your mouth and say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I praise your name. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we begin a new message all about praising our God. We're uh, going to be starting and focusing on Psalm 145 today. But, uh, Pastor, I think sometimes we have a tendency to think that our praise is best, most effective that we're really praising God better when we feel something, when we're all singing together as the congregation and, you know, you feel something in your spirit. And that, that is good. But yet at the same time, I, I remember uh, interviewing a number of years ago a worship leader who someone said, oh, it's at this point in the song where I really feel the spirit of God. And he's like, no, you're not. What you're feeling is the bass drum and the bass line kicking in or the certain melody hits and you know, you're, you're reacting to that. So how do we know if we're effectively praising God or if we just happen to like a certain song we might be singing? Well, I think you know, it's answered for us in John chapter 4, verse 24. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I don't think it's either or, Steve. I think it's both and. Mm, yeah. We need spirit. Now, I believe the reference in the context is the Holy Spirit. We need truth. So we need the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. Uh, the Scriptures inundate us from the outside and the Holy Spirit from the inside. I also think it means you need your heart in worship and your head in worship. I think it means text and tone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. I don't think it's either or. Yes, we can sense the Spirit of God. And I will be the first to admit uh, that music moves me. And we should not divorce the music from the message. Yeah. Uh, because remember, what is Leviticus? It's the Hebrews worship handbook. What's the Psalms? It's the Hebrews worship hymn book. Yeah. And so the music was wedded uh, to the message, and there's nothing wrong with that. And most of the time, I think it should be the lyrics that start that fire. Right. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics. And then, yes, the music can supplement, but the lyrics, as we talk about our God, as we are reminded about our experience with him, then what happens? It impacts us, yeah. and uh, we can't help but give God glory. And I like the way one preacher said it, when I think, I thank, huh. you see? Yeah. And, and the songwriter said this way, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. And so I don't think it's either or. I would agree. I would say that what the worship leader said to you was not incorrect. It was just incomplete. Huh. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, we're going to actually take a look today at uh, Psalm 145 in a message, Every Praise is to Our God. Here is Pastor Ford. Willie Myrick, nine years old, was playing in his driveway. And a uh, guy, young guy, around 22, 23 
pulls in, got dreads, and offers him some money to get into his car. Willie looked at the money, and Willie got in the car. And for the next three hours, his kidnapper was riding him around, deciding where he was going to do what he wanted to do to Willie. But Willie knows Jesus, and Willie is in the children's choir, and Willie had a song that he loved. So for three hours, Willie sang, every praise is to our God, every word of worship in one accord. And when he started, the kidnapper said, shut up, I'll kill you, shut up. And whenever he told him to shut up, he got louder. Every praise is to our God, every word of worship in one accord. And for three hours, he sang, every praise is to our God. The kidnapper, after three hours, said, I'm tired of this uh, expletive deletive, and opened the door and kicked Willie out. And Willie walked home singing, every praise is to our God everywhere. Willie learned the power of praise, that praise can deliver you, that praise can set you free, that God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people the best way to get the manifested presence of God is to lift your hands and to open your mouth and say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I praise your name. I worship you. I extol you. I wish there was a praiser in the house. I wish there was somebody that would give him a hallelujah. I wish there was somebody who would say, I love you, Lord. I wish there was somebody who would say, you're my everything. In you, I live and move and have my being at a part from you, I can do nothing. Anybody come to church to worship today? Hey, because there's power in praise. Oh, you don't believe me? Praise can turn a choir into a conquering army. It says he put the choir in front. And when they began to, and when they, the logical connectors of time, showing us that the deliverance came at the same time, the declaration. Maybe you ain't free because you ain't praising. Praise can turn a jailhouse into a church house. Because Paul and Silas were in jail. And Paul said, you know what I'm going to say. My name starts with P, I'll praise. Your name starts with S, you sing. And Paul started praising and Silas starts singing. And the jailhouse became a church house. And we have the first case of what? Jailhouse rock. Get this. Get this. Praise turned their incarceration into liberation because of their adoration. Go ahead, Pastor Boy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Sorry, dog won't wag his own tail. Yeah. And so when you begin to look at it, that praise turns a waterway into a freeway. Uh, that praise, because you do know that before he, he multiplied the fishes alone, you know what he did? It says, and he blessed God. Amen. That's praise. So you know what praise did? 
praise turned a little boy's happy meal lunch, his fish wish, into a Moby Dick sandwich. Yeah, have you learned the power of praise? Now, when you look at this psalm, David wants us to know every praise is to our God. Psalm 145 is a psalm of adoration and praise. Now, you know my distinctions. Praise is verbal adoration. Adoration is silent praise. Come on, say it. Praise is verbal adoration. And adoration, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. You heard me say this before, but that's all right. Uh, It's like, what is praise? When I look at Sister Ford and I tell her, you are my caramel mocha latte. When I first said it, uh, daughter, you know what she said? I know you ain't comparing me to a cup of coffee. I know you done lost your mind. Ain't nothing romantic about that. And I say, I bet you it is. She said, "Uh uh-uh. Can't be nothing romantic about a cup of coffee. I don't even like coffee. I said, you're my caramel mocha latte because you are hot, sweet, and uh, smoking. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. And so that's praise. And so God wants us to give him praise and adoration. Yeah. When you begin to look at what he wants. Now, the context of this content tells us the intent is praise. That whenever we look at this psalm, we need to understand some things about it. So I got to give you the context. You know that. This psalm is called an alphabetical acrostic. What is it called? which means David begins each verse with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Anybody know how many uh, letters there are in the Hebrew alphabet? 22. And so why does he do that? So you can understand it and remember it. See, alliteration is a memory device. Uh, That's why I like to use it. One of the best sermons, uh, tribute to a sermon I ever had, was uh, Tracy Curtis when I shared about the gift of mercy and she walked up to me and said, Pastor Ford, I think I have the gift of mercy. She said, because the gift of mercy is the supernatural ability to care, to bear, and to share. Well, when one of our boys got hit out here in the car, she said, I went over and uh, I was the first one there because I cared. And then it was cold and he was shivering. I took off my coat and put it on him. And so I shared. And then somebody said, do anybody know him? Where's his parents? And I said, I know where he lives. And I ran to get his mother. I bared. I cared. I shared and I bared. The greatest tribute to any sermon I ever had came from an 11-year-old girl. And uh, she remembered it because of the alliteration. And she applied it because of the alliteration. And so now he's giving us an alphabet psalm so that we would be able to memorize the fact that every praise is to our God. Now there's one letter missing. It's the Hebrew nun. Say nun. It's equivalent to our letter N. Y'all don't mind the Bible, right? Y'all don't come to the Bible study, so I got to teach you something. Why did he leave it out? Because this is a kingdom ode. What is it? And key, what, what is an ode? What's an ode? A song. It's a kingdom song. Well, guess what? Why you leave that letter un out? Because the church is not here in the Old Testament, so the kingdom ain't complete without the church. Amen. 
I shout about that. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Y'all don't understand the implications of it. But here's the implications of it, that God so inculcated us into his future uh, that he put it in our past so that we would know there's nothing that will ever stop us from being what God has called us to be and being with him in the future. That's good news. That's called eternal security in the Old Testament for the church, and church ain't even mentioned. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and the first part of a message entitled, Every Praise is to Our God. Really a look at Psalm 145, and we're going to get back to this teaching in just a little bit. You know, if you're a regular listener to Treasure Truth, you probably heard me say that we're a listener-supported ministry, and that's exactly what it sounds like. We do depend on the generosity of those who listen to this program to give towards Treasure Truth. You help cover things like production cost and airtime and all the things that happen behind the scenes to be able to put Treasure Truth on this station each and every day. So if you are benefiting from listening to Pastor Ford's teaching, I want to ask you to give a gift today. You can give your gift by coming to our website. It is treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. And there you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, our website address is treasuretruthradio.org, and the link says Make a Donation. Well, thanks for doing that. Let's get back to the message. If you're just joining us, again, we're in Psalm 145. Here is Pastor Ford. And so when you begin to look at what's going on uh, in this text, it's a powerful text. Psalm 145 is David's crown jewel of praise. It's the last psalm with David's name on it. As a matter of fact, the title in the superscription, David's Psalm of Praise. And so this title, Psalm of Praise, is only used one time right here. Now, when you look at it, this psalm for the Jews had a special blessing associated. I'm trying to teach you something. But according to the ancient Israelites, they recited this psalm three times a day, two times in the morning, one time in the evening. Why? Because, quote, if you read it three times a day, you'll be happy the whole day through. Why would they read it? Because it's like I always say, you know, people say, what's going on with you, Pastor Ford? Look, I'm like a man at a gas station smoking a cigarette while he pumping gas. We about to blow up. That's it. And they would read it and they would say, we are about to blow up. This psalm is all about God and giving him praise. In verses 1 and 2, follow along now. I'm getting ready to get into the text. Follow along. In verses 1 and 2, you have the manner of praise. What do you have? And the manner of praise tells you how to praise God. In 3 through 21, you have the motivations for praise. And the motivations for praise tell you why you praise God. It's very simple. All he wants you to take from this and meditate on three times a day is this. How to praise God, why praise God. The manner and the motivation. Let's walk through this text and uh, notice what it says. I will extol thee, my God, O king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. First of all, I want you to notice in the manner of praise, he tells us praise 
is a voluntary response to God. It's a voluntary response to God. Let me read it again. I will extol thee, O my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Did you hear my emphasis? In other words, when you begin to look at it, uh, uh, praise is personal. Ah, six times in six verses. It's emphatic. What does it mean? It's first. Now, if it's about God, why is the I emphatic and not God? Because you need to understand God will always be God, and God ain't going to never change who God is. Jesus is God in the flesh who died, was buried, and rose again the same day. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So since God doesn't change, what I have to do is change in my response to God as I begin to comprehend his greatness. Because the more I understand who he is, the more I'm going to holler and shout about it. The more I know who he is, the more I'm going to tell people about him because I can't keep it to myself. I got the can't help us. I got to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. And so, yeah, amen. I, I got to tell somebody. It's like there are certain things nobody else can do for you. Nobody can sleep for you. Nobody can breathe for you. Nobody can eat for you. My wife all concerned, I got to go do this thyroid test because they say, well, you're losing all this weight. I lost 95 pounds. Deacons bought me some suits and now they're starting to, to be too big for me and stuff, you know, because uh, I'm just losing weight. Well, I say, I have three months of inactivity. I've been an athlete. I uh, walk the treadmill five days a week for an hour at least, drink a gallon of water a day. That makes you hungry. If you ain't doing nothing, you ain't hungry. Here, David is letting us know praise is a voluntary response to God. Praise is personal. He say, I'm a self-starter. How do you know you're a self-starter? When you feel like rocking and you don't have a baby in your arms. Yeah, yeah. When your feet can't be still, but you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, when your hands are waving and you ain't saying bye-bye. Yeah, that's, that's when you know that praise is personal. Uh, when you're grinning and nothing funny been said. When you feel like running and ain't nobody chasing you. When you feel like jumping and you don't have a rope. David says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for praising me. I know I said it before, but I got to say it again. You can tell what a thing is by the nature of it. See, the nature of a dog is to bark. And if your dog don't bark, there's something wrong with your dog. The nature of a cat is to meow. And if your cat don't meow, there's something wrong with your cat. The nature of a fish is to swim. If your fish ain't swimming, it's dead. <laughs> the nature of a Christian is to praise God. And if you ain't pray... See, sometimes, sometimes, and, and, and here's what I do. When I go visit, I don't let them know who I am. I, I'd like to sit in the back. But who do you choose who you're going to sit next to? Here's how I choose. I watch and see what's happening. And uh, I watch and see. If I see people up there and, and they look like stone statues, I don't want to sit by them. 
When I see somebody, they wave their hand. Amen. Bye -bye. That's where I want to sit. Hey, so sometimes you ought to do a pew check. Praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? How you doing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is my crowd. This my crowd. Amen. Now, now you wonder, you wonder, somebody come in right now or while we were praising him, supposedly, would they stay because of the way we praise God? Or would they say, man, these folk dead up in here. What's going on up in here? Nothing. Now, it doesn't mean that. Well, you'll we see in a minute. Say, why do you do it? Why are you a self-sparter? Here it is. Let me give you uh, the rest of the verses. Here it is. Here, here's the first thing. In verses 3 through 6, I'm going to praise him because of the mystery of the greatness of God. Uh, verses 7 through 10, I'm going to praise him because of the magnitude of the goodness of God. I'm going to praise him, verses 11 through 13, because of the majesty of the glory of God. I'm going to praise him, verses 14 through 17, because of the might of the government of God. And I'm going to praise him, verses 18 through 21, because of the manifold nature of the grace of God. You want to tell me that that's not something to be shouting about? That you can't shout about the mystery of the greatness of God? That God is so mysterious that if you try to understand salvation before you get saved, you'll lose your soul? And if you try to understand God after you get saved, you'll lose your mind? The magnitude of the goodness of God in that you look at what God has done and how good he's been to you and look at other people who did some of the things you did and are dead. Look at some of the people that did some of the things you did in jail. Look at some of the people who did some of the things, but yet you are able to sit up here today and to say that God has been good to you, that he got you up this morning, uh, gave you strength in your body. Hey, you ought to just come thank God that when you put the first foot out of the bed, the other foot followed. Amen. That you put your own clothes on and didn't have to be clothed that you fed yourself and didn't have to be fed. Y'all don't know what to praise God for, do you? Yeah. So David says, every praise belongs to God. What a great perspective. Every praise belongs to God. Well, that's the title of today's message, and it's based on Psalm 145. If you want to make sure that you don't miss Pastor Ford's teaching, you can always come to the website and sign up to begin podcasting the program. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. We'll continue this teaching next time here on Treasured Truth. But if it's making a difference in your walk with Christ, we would love to hear about that. We recently got a note from Theodore in Florida who says, First, I want to start off by saying I'm in love with Pastor Ford's teachings. His voice is so captivating. It soothes my soul. It's like the uncle I can talk to about anything, and he knows the answer. This program has changed my life. Now, I want to go to Bible school and further my education and ministry. I don't know how I'm going to do it just yet, but I know it starts by trusting in the Lord with all my heart, and that's what I'm doing in my walk. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Well, Theodore, thank you for uh, dropping us a note and letting us know what sort of difference Treasure Truth and Pastor Ford's teaching is making in your life. If we've never heard from you before, you can always give us some feedback and let us know how God is using this teaching to make a difference in your walk with Him. Uh, give us your feedback by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Again, that's treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Thanks for doing that and for listening today. 
also want to say thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.